Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post game show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Neil. Neil, we have a Pirates loss, six to four. Couldn't make it two days in a row. Just could not happen. Nope. Um, this game had it all. <laughs> Once again, everything that was bad and like at the same time, a lot of things that were good and the Pirates in the most Pirate fashion couldn't capitalize on it in multiple times. So they ended up losing six to four. Yeah, and you know, it, 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 in the worst possible way, I think. <laughs> you know, having your once promising pitcher give up four runs in an inning. Um, yeah, that's not good. Loading the bases twice and getting zero runs out of it, like also not good. <sighs> we lost. It was the most frustrating game to watch, and I really just wanted to turn the game off in like the seventh inning. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, the ninth inning came and I'm glued to the TV. Yep. It's going to happen. Like this pirate team, for some reason or another, like it's been awful, but doing even the awful stretches, somehow or another, like the eighth and ninth inning, they come alive and they've won games that way. They've made games close and interesting. That's, I mean, like look at last night and then today, kind of like the same thing. It's six to four. The base is yeah. getting loaded. And I mean, you have like the, the heart of your order up there too. This is the ideal spot you want to be in. Couldn't capitalize. Brian Reynolds inches away from hitting that home run. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, just just everything hurts about tonight. And nothing you can really uh, – there are positives, I guess. But it sure doesn't feel like there are. There are. Again, there are. But what's negative, I think, yes – kind of shadows everything um mm -hmm. the one being the pitcher you mentioned i think that's honestly like the story of of the night really and i don't know if you want to get into that right away might as well <laughs> ronzi Contreras, and, and again it's not to say like it's his, like this game's on his shoulders but he had a big part of it mm -hmm. you know obviously the twice that the bases were loaded the pirates didn't capitalize on big part of this game as well but yes, Ronzi, well, I guess rewind a little, a tad bit behind it. Osvaldo Beto kind of did what he needed to do. He's not yeah. a great pitcher, but he did what you just needed to do. He gave the team a chance to win four innings, two earned, right? But then yeah. Ronzi comes in and looked awful. One inning pitched, three hits, two walks, four runs, two home runs. Mm -hmm. Neil. <sighs> Well, the first thing I'll say is that it's not a good thing that Osvaldo Beto can't really go past four innings, and he's probably the fourth best starter on the team. Um, it's really bad, um, and you can't get mad at Osvaldo Beto. He did his job today. You can't expect him to do a whole lot. He's a 27-year-old who got shelled in AAA this year. Like He's not that guy. Contreras, I don't – I used to be the biggest Oscar Marine defender. Like I thought he was a really good pitching coach, but I don't know how I can defend him or even be supportive of him when I've seen him, what he's done to Contreras and Ortiz. I, 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 I don't know what he's done. I don't know what they're doing. You know, it's funny you say that. Like I'm more on his side probably now than I've ever been. But my biggest thing, I mean, he was one of my biggest complaints for a while and even when like the mitch keller thing turned around i said great 
he's a good triage person. Like he's not a good pitching coach. He he's mm-hmm. good at triaging. He tells you where to go to find success because it ain't from me. <laughs> and again, I've backed off a little bit because I've seen some success, but there's been. I mean, we can talk about all the coaching, but like Oscar Marine's kind of in that category as well. I think you could have talked about everybody but Marine. Um, so I think we're leading to is it might be including Marine in that bubble as well. But uh, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. And here's something yeah. I'm really worried on too. And we've kind of alluded to it, but we're not doctors. We're not pitching coaches. We're not like with the team, mm-hmm. but just Ronzi being injured, just, screams at you but yet he's yeah. still there pitching so it's like well he can't be injured right it's inter- it, it's weird because he might be injured but is losing velocity like something that we is just so unsurprising from these pitchers like you know what what happened to Luis Ortiz throwing 100 mile an hour sinkers what happened to Ronzi Contreras having the 97 pinpointing the zone like we were seeing last year like I don't know what happens because you would think that the pitching philosophy should be like pretty like from, from any level, it's pretty consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, it should be consistent. There should be like one, like whatever reason, whatever they're telling people at the major league level, they aren't throwing their best stuff anymore. And this is a rebuild that is, uh, it's unfortunately going to hinge on how well our pitching prospects do. We aren't going to tr- sign them. And Ben Sherrington doesn't seem like the guy who's really going to want to unload the prospect pool to get them. So these guys have to work. And for to see how Oscar Marine is having these guys pitch, I don't know what he's doing. I, I don't know what the thought process is because they're not walking less people throwing, not throwing as hard. They're still walking people. Right. So what is what are we doing? I don't get it. Here's why I'm more worried about on uh, Rowan Z and less on Ortiz and the way you're kind of prefacing here. Ortiz, we saw what he had. Control was a bit of an issue. And of course, we talked. I mean, mm-hmm. a third pitch, right? Something you want to see. Something you can get by with having two pitches, but you want to see a third pitch. You know, a bit of the control. But yeah, I mean, that hundred mile an hour was pretty tantalizing. Like that was exciting. Mm-hmm. And now it's 96, 97 ish, right? Yeah. And there's maybe rumors and talks swirling that maybe not go all out, like, you know, sacrifice some of the velocity for more control. Not that that's happening, mm-hmm. but the thought process of it makes sense. I can understand it. Maybe it's more of a development type of thing. That's not really what Rowan's he had to work on. No. So to tell him to sacrifice velocity for control wouldn't be like part of his development, like not to take the next step. Yeah. And then also in the same sense, like a hundred to 96, 97, still albeit three to four mile per hour drop off. 96, 97 is still pretty sexy, right? Yeah. Yeah. 97 is what Rowanzi was averaging. Now go back to last April, right? He was exclusively in the bullpen for the pirates. He was averaging 97 miles an hour in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Currently right now, he's sitting at basically 93 tonight. 93. That is super alarming to me. It is. So not only just like he's just not a good pitcher, but again, the fact that the velocity is down so much. And again, this isn't in, in relief. This isn't as a starter where he's throwing 93 right now. This is in relief that he's throwing 93. I'm worried. Like, yeah, that panic button is smashed right now. 
No, and he looks completely defeated every time he's out on the mound. Like, it's not just a stuff thing. Like, he doesn't look like he wants to be there. Um, and it is a problem, especially since he's such a fastball-heavy pitcher. Like, he, one of his biggest things coming up was his fastball. The fact that I think it's now a bottom five pitch in baseball and it keeps dropping off in terms of velocity means that something is not right. Um, right. And it almost makes me wonder because, like, you know, they sent Ortiz down. So we're thinking, oh, I guess they think Contreras is going to be going back into the rotation. You can't send him back into the rotation like this. And if he is hurt, he definitely can't. So, like, we weren't going to have five starting pitchers. We are like, we, we sent down one of them. We may bring up Priester, I guess. Maybe. But, but not only am I concerned about Rosie Contreras himself, I'm worried about who the hell is going to eat these innings. And what happens when Rich Hills inevitably traded in two weeks? Because <laughs> we all know what's happening. You know like, what? <laughs> it takes some of the pessimism away. Don't even talk about trade. What happens when he finally eventually gets injured? Because that hasn't happened yet. Like yeah. That has to happen at some point this year, right? Like he's not going to escape injury. I mean, I guess, of course, he can, but be realistic. Mm-hmm. You know the injury's coming. So it's either injury or trade that's coming up for Rich Hill at some point. And right, you also have the guy like you just mentioned. We'll talk a little more of Vito, who's not giving you innings as well. Like mm-hmm. you know it's not coming from him. I mean – at that point, you're almost reaching down and getting Jared Jones up here, but he's not ready. Kyle Nichols isn't ready. Anthony Solomito isn't close to ready. So, like, you're looking down the line, and you're like, where are these innings going to come from? Because Ronzi doesn't have it. You just sent down Ortiz. Beto is not a major league starter. That's not his fault. Still think he could be a decent bullpen piece. But, like, this starting pitching is looking dire right now. It's, and I don't know where we're – I don't know how to get out of it. And it's not entirely the management's fault. Like, you really can't bank on three starters getting season-ending injuries. You just you, – you can't bet on that when you construct your rosters in January. But it's so early in the season also. Yeah. I mean, it's something, too, if, like, two of them happen in June, July. Mm-hmm. But, like – I have no idea what's going to happen. And, and like any chance of catching the Reds, I think is going by the wayside because we're just not going to have the arms to eat the innings that we need. No, I mean, again, that's a real, real concern and issue. It truly is. And you're right. You know, you can't put everything on management. I mean, these injuries happen. They're pretty big injuries, but at the same time, there is just so such little depth right now. Yeah. Um, so, like what you're saying, Ortiz is a guy you expected to come up here because he throws 100. Like you saw what he saw, and mm-hmm. and granted, again, like something that really boggles me is how we've seen the changeup. And we're going way off track here, but regardless, the call relates. You've seen the changeup, and it's you know it's developed some. Like that third pitch mm-hmm. is coming, but right, it's again if you're sacrificing the velocity for the control you'd want to see the control and you're still not so mm-hmm. just do your thing dog like just go out there yeah. and rip it like, <laughs> that's yeah, like, what got like, you here that's what you had success with you're working on the third pitch like go out there mm-hmm. and do it and he's not so and you're right like now he's in triple a i don't understand though how like the same pitching philosophy the same coaches who were hired by the same people 
where we see these guys gum and give their best stuff. And that's what makes them so good. Like Rowan Z. Contreras was a highly rated prospect for a reason. Luis Ortiz became a top 100 prospect for a reason. And to be fair, I've only seen like one source that says like they're telling Luis Ortiz specifically to not throw their best stuff. Right. And I don't know how close that source is actually connected to the team. But if that's true, I don't understand. Because you would think that if that's the goal, you do that in double A and in triple A so that they're not learning this on the fly against major mm-hmm. league pit batters. Like it, how we've handled these guys' development is malpractice. And I don't get what we're doing. Let like, me throw something back at you, though. Okay. If it's not true, then what does it mean? <laughs> it tells, like, that's even worse, I feel. That might it's be true, worse, yeah. I at least <laughs> can understand the reasoning why it's down. But if it's not because of that, then what the hell is going on? I don't know. <laughs> like, exactly. I, I, would, I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of these like Oscar Marin-led sessions. But like again, I, I have defended the guy like all year. Like, But when you really get under the hood and you see how he's developed our pitchers, and like, how many bullpen arms can we really say have gotten better under Marines since 2020. Yeah, all very Alan Holder, but maybe at the same time, like this is this is what just this is just the state of the organization and everything, and like also defines and not so say defines, but also like part of the argument with Shelton, they're not given much either. Like that's part no. of the problem, right? When you, so you ask like in totality, how many have they made better? Well, they've gotten a bunch of terrible players. That probably yeah. had no hope of getting better. But we're finally entering that part where you can talk. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like he's working with Miguel DePozo anymore. He is working with right. who are supposed to be the future stud arms of the rotation. And to see them just fall off so quickly the second they got to the major league level and spent any amount of time with the major league coaching staff is kind of where I'm drawing my line. Like, okay, something needs to change Mm -hmm. because again, like I said, these guys have to be successful. You don't win. You don't win divisions without starting pitching and we will never pay for starting pitching. So Luis Ortiz has to be a guy because we can't be sitting around with sitting on our hands until Joey Harrington comes up to the majors or drafting Paul Skeens or, hoping Anthony Solomito is going to be that guy. Like they have to be good now. Right. Right. Well, back to the game here. Yeah. We'll talk a little more about Beto as well. Um, he, he looked fine. Yeah. Until he didn't, which seems to be like the theme, like every time I'm on here about someone, but he really did like the first three innings. He, he looked fine and he did his job in, in, in general for the whole time. He's out there just four innings though. But for those three innings against the Dodgers, offense right it's a good team he looked pretty solid that fourth one just started unraveling they they got him out didn't go back in which is the right move obviously though rowan z made you nervous um what happened happened but mm-hmm. Beto, i mean a- any more thoughts on him that we're seeing more sample size i mean not really not the, nothing that we already didn't know like we all know he's not a major league starting pitcher he's a 27 year old triple a guy and he's going up against the Dodgers. 
Like, I think four innings to earn is about as good as we could have reasonably hoped for. Right. So I have no complaints about Beto. I, the, the, I have a complaint that he's even in the rotation to begin with. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. I, I think the more that I see him, it just makes me feel more confident in how I thought of him, right? Mm-hmm. That he's not a major league starting pitcher at all. But I certainly see things out of him that I do feel comfortable of him being in a bullpen. I agree. Sure. Yeah. You know, and like you see what he has. Again, he can't go deep, too high pitch counts. Like he certainly just is not a starter. When you see him pitch, the stuff he has, I think he could be a, a bullpen guy. You know, yeah. even today too, like with again, it wasn't a good start, only four and four earned, but 32% whiff rate, right? Four, four swing and misses on the slider, four swing and misses on the fat small or on the four seam, and then one on the sinker. Um stuff plays. Yeah. No, uh, you, there is something there where, like, you can throw him out there for an inning, get guys out, mm-hmm. and be done with it. There is something there. Now, I mean, relievers are so volatile that you never really know. But, yeah, like, you know, Osvaldo Beto can't actually have a career here. It just will never be in the starting rotation. Well, don't say never. <laughs> no. <laughs> we hope not. Sorry. But don't say it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, honestly, the funny thing is, is, like, I feel like he could be on this team right now in another yeah. spot where this team can use some arms in the bullpen, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I'd prefer him over Borucki. Right. <laughs> Baruki or however the heck you pronounce the name. But, of course, they just need him in the rotation right now, and that's where he is. But, yeah, I, I mean, again, like, in one side of my mouth, I can say he's not good. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I can say, but he's good enough for the bullpen. I, I, I want him actually on the roster. At this mm-hmm. point in time, it's just on the other side that's hurting for people in arms. But again, you're left with nothing for starters at this point. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was again, it was just I'm not going to hate on him. Here's no. his talents. He did a he's done a fine enough job so far in the major so far. Yeah. Um. And and that's really it for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see some huge transformation, and that's okay. Right. Just that's okay. Just. I don't know. Buy at the deadline just so we can actually have a full five man rotation. <laughs> yeah, I honestly feel like they have to. You jokingly said about you know Rich Hill. I, I mean they they're probably if this even keeps going down this hill, they're probably going to be both buyers and sellers mm-hmm. for the fact of sell off your assets like Rich Hill and buy low on just journeyman arms or something. They're going to need arms. Like last year when the worry was how do you trade Quintana. Because yeah. you need five guys, I feel that worry is heightened even further this year. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like I, th- I think Rich Hill is gone anyway because how they get to the end of the year clearly doesn't matter to them. <laughs> that, that that's something they'll go like step by step because this year they don't really care about winning. You know, this is a fourth place team. That's their projections. But um, right. Yeah, you need people to. F- you you really need people to start innings and like so unless like you're trading for Jordan Lyles just to get beaten around for six innings every single start like you kind of have to hold on to rich hill and if the goal is to have all these people here to help issue in a winning culture what does it say when you're shipping them off at the deadline for guys in a ball right so i don't know yep we'll find out but anyways (laughs) um 
let's get to the offense because it's true. And someone commented here. I mean, pitches one thing, but the offense was was bad, and it's true. You know, again, they had bases loaded twice, couldn't come through in the clutch. And we talked I mean, in, in May, it was all about runners in scoring position, right? I mean, yeah. how putrid that batting average was with runners in scoring position. And today, it was just bad again. Yeah. <laughs> runners in scoring position again. Bases loaded. How many times? They were two for nine. Um, left on base ten. Just they could have won this game, even with Ro- oh, yeah. as bad as we talk about Rowanzi, right? And Beto doing what he did. They could have beat the Dodgers again, back to back, and secured at least a split. Yeah. No, there's really no good excuse as to why we didn't win that game. Like, if you go into that where you have, like, that many runners score mission, ready to lift the bases that many times, you have to come away with, like, two runs there. Like, there, I know, like, I know it's hard. Like, hitting is hard. But, I mean, Santana had those two terrible pop-ups. And, you know, situational hitting, please. Like, it, 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 it was the hardest part of watching today. Yep. And yeah, I know, like, even on the last inning there, Davis got the strike three called, which is a really good pitch, actually. I mean, it caught. It caught. You kind of have to swing at that. That's close enough. But, I mean, he has a really good eye. I've liked his approach. Pretty much every at-bat I've seen, it's been very positive. But yeah. strike three, really good pitch, lays off of it. Then Jack Sawinski fought. Mm-hmm. He had the full count. <sighs> Terrible check swing. Yep. <laughs> Ends the game on that. It just, just, they were good enough to get you excited and then bad enough to disappoint you. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how to approach it because it was just, you know, it, it, well, let's put it this way. I think a lot of it was just walking the bases loaded when it came to actually getting the hits, we just weren't That's doing it. it. That's fair. I mean, yeah, Kutch walked, Reynolds walked. Um, Connor Joe did have Connor, the double. Connor Joe did have the double, and especially with the leadoff double. Like, even before you get to the bases loaded, if you get a leadoff double, that run's got to come around and score. Like, yep. Like, if you I get the leadoff double in the nine hole, yeah. One, two, three coming up. Mm-hmm. That's got a score. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really happy that we have to uh, substitute our mentor out of the game when we need runs. But. <laughs> right. Sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we know. We all feel the pain that you're feeling right now. But, um, yeah, no, it was just a frustrating game. And, like, you can take the positives that, like, we hit the. Like, we hit Bobby Miller hard today with some really good stuff that he was throwing around. And Jack Suwinski had a really great home run. Yep. So did Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds was two, five inches away from getting his second home run of the day. So, like, you know, like, it's not like, oh, the offense was terrible today. But it was enough to get get it done. And that's unfortunate. For sure. Um I mean, Nick Gonzalez also two hits today. Nick Gonzalez is—I don't want to say quietly anymore because he's doing a—he's doing a pretty damn good job. I, I was worried about Nick Gonzalez this year. 
triple a strikeouts just mm. abysmal and it just progressively got better and better and he got the call and the call made all the sense in the world at the time yeah. but now he's facing major league pitching so like part of it was too like what is nick gonzalez is he just a guy who's not going to make it because the strikeout rates just don't make sense right or is he just like this slow learner and it takes some time to adjust at every league. That makes you think. So if yeah. it's part two, well, then he's probably going to not come out the gate hot. He's going to have to adjust to major league pitching because it seems like he adjusts every time he gets promoted. Mm-hmm. And he's done the exact opposite. He's come out and he is, I mean, again, a three, 33 batting average, 987 OPS, went two for four today, uh, just one strikeout. Like Nick Gonzalez is looking like a dude right now. He is. And I know I'm going to, someone's going to call me negative. Like I need, because like, like I uh, just just because I have seen this this year from Bay, from Castro, from Marcano, I'm going to have to pump the brakes because like I was actually like talking with people today about Nick Gonzalez, and I said how many of his hits have come off of non fastballs? Now I couldn't tell you tonight um, because one of them was an infield hit. I don't know if it was a breaking ball, but essentially he's had one hit off of non-fastballs okay fair and the the worry was when he was coming up that he just did not make good contact in zone against breaking balls and so before i'm willing to like go that far i need to see him do it like against the breaking pitches because eventually pitchers are going to give him the uh what's his name the seattle mariners guy the jared jared kelenic treatment oh the sure. Jared Kelenic treatment where they just don't throw him fastballs. So, like, if he can, like, prove that he can hit um, breaking pitches, that's good. Because right now he's a 60% whiff rate against breaking balls. And that So I'm here to be the buffer. You said that you're going to get a lot of hate, and I'm here to be that buffer and saying that everything you said is absolutely fair with most prospects. I mean, he's coming out hot, the league adjusts, and then really it's after that, what happens that really helps mm-hmm. you know show you right um only thing i would just again i wanted to point out was if there was one prospect i was expecting to struggle at first mm-hmm. you know the bay you felt like could come out and play well um again we go down the line right with nick mm-hmm. Gonzalez, i felt like he might be the guy that struggles and pirates fans do the opposite on they hate on him right away and it's like give him time he's probably gonna be the most patient with and he's again done the opposite he's come out looking hot and he's been a catalyst yeah. for this team right now so that surprised me so again i'm kind of giving him his flowers right now in this sense because i expected him to struggle mightily yeah i did too <laughs> all the reasons you talked now again is the league going to adjust probably but you still want to stay patient with that just like you want to stay patient with O'Neill cruz right at that time because yeah. then he had to adjust and come back right um again though he has looked really really good in these what 12 games so far in his yeah. career um, and just want to point that out. And today, another and, good game. Well, let me put it this way. Like, you know, if you were able to murder fastballs, like you can find a place in this league um, because pitchers are always going to throw fastballs at some point. So if you sit that now, and so right now he's slugging 800 on fastballs right now, like hitting almost 400 when he sees one. Like, so like th- that's really good. And it shows that there is 100% someone who, can be developed into an everyday major league player and even a good major league player. Um, so he does deserve that credit. Like he has come up with the opportunities that he's given and he has been killing it. 
Yep. He's got an extra base hits. He's hitting for home runs. He's driving in bases. Like he's not striking out nearly as much as I thought he was. So he 100% right. deserves that credit. For sure. Um, I really, really hope that he figures out the breaking stuff too. Yes. Um, speaking of, again, offensively going down the list here, just anyone that stood out, Nick Gonzalez again did. He was the only person with multiple hits. Um, but as a team, nine hits, five walks, 12 strikeouts. It's pretty much what you'd imagine from this team, the way we talked today. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one ha- had multiple hits except for Gonzalez, as mentioned. Um, Swinski had a decent game. He did. Again, he had the home run. He had the walk. He looked better at the plate again. He's been looking better at the plate. Uh, but it's also late night fucking. He's in L.A. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the things he does also, apparently. Uh, but, yeah, outside of that, though, no one really – I guess you mentioned it the best way. The walks is really what did the damage today, and then they couldn't yeah. capitalize with hits. I think I think I would like to know uh, Jack Sawinski's numbers, since I call him like garbage time Barry Bonds because uh, he he's he's now hitting and I think with a more consistent rate with when the game is truly on the line and I still don't think we're at the point where I can say oh yeah like this guy what he has a 900 OPS this is a 900 OPS player 100 percent but it is getting better. Um, and no, he had a really good game today. You know, you can't, you can't complain about to a home run and a walk, even if you would like him to drive into those runs in the bottom of the ninth. Like he's not the reason the pirates lost today. Oh no, no, not at all. By no means. I mean, he's part of the reasons why they were as close as they were. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, I guess the only other thing too, and talk about, Middle infield, as we have been, Castro pinch hit again. He went over one, another strikeout. It's time. Like, it's past time. He's got to be sent down. I'd probably send Marcano down before I sent him down. But, like, and... it's, it's kind of like whatever. Like, it, it's just weird to me because, like, it really just feels like he fell off the cliff a second he stopped getting consistent playing time. He really, really str- has. He really struggles coming in and pinch hitting or – getting a spot start here and there. Like it really seems like he needs consistent. I mean, that is time, but he needs to go on the triple a who do you bring up instead though? Well, I mean, Grant, I just think naturally it's going to happen. Troy yeah. and Hayes are due. The reason oh, I want to keep Marcano is more or less because you have Triolo and Marcano that have somewhat of a glove in the middle mm-hmm. infield. But I mean, Grant, like Marcano, obviously Bay now in the IL and Castro just are not doing anything offensively. No. No, at and... least Marcano is somewhat doing something defensively when he's in the game, mm-hmm. albeit with a lack of arm. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Um, but yeah, none of them are probably major league baseball players at the end of the day. If I had to choose one who's probably the most likely, it would be Castro. Same. Just because he has the power, he has speed, like he in but he's he looks he's like completely lost. And that's the thing. Like, he does. He looks so lost. He looks awful. Mm-hmm. That's honestly why I want to see him down right now. Again, for the reasons I mentioned, but getting him those yeah. everyday at-bats. Like, just get him away. Get him away for yeah. his, like, his own mental. Just get him away. Get him in AAA. Just maybe kind of reset. Get everyday at-bats to get him back up here. Hopefully fixed, at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe you can have Miguel Andujar mentor him down in AAA. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, Neil. <laughs> Don't get him close to Miguel Andujar either. There's got to be somebody else. <laughs> he'll teach him to beat the ball into the ground 60% of the time. <laughs> uh, at least he'll make contact with it. <laughs> that's, that's an improvement right now. Uh, I mean, Reynolds had a good game. I don't know. He did. He did. Uh, again, one for four. He, he let off the scoring with the home run. He just missed the home run. And Ugh. I don't like to go down this path too much, but it was that same at bat. That one strike he got called on was a ball that he didn't swing on. Like that also could have yeah. been a walk right there too, you know? And again, you can play that with a lot of people. So again, I don't like to use that too much as an excuse or anything, but yeah, I mean, he had a, he had a decent game. Yeah. And, and people were calling for him to be traded. I think I saw on Twitter yesterday, how like he's like the worst contract in pirates history. <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, the team doesn't spend money, but anytime they do, it's the worst contract in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so no, Reynolds will be fine. Um, yeah. I mean, he still has an eight ten OPS on the season. Yeah, I understand the whole power, but he did hit home run today as well. Almost another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna wake up, and I think the back was definitely affecting him before he went on the IL. So hopefully, that's all fixed. Um, I don't know. I guess Carl. I guess I can't rag on Carlos Santana too much because he has been so good the past couple of weeks. He was just killer. I think today he was killer. Good way of putting it, because yeah, he has been hot, and yeah. he's been talk about people caring. He's been doing a lot of that. Cutch is really actually Cutch has fallen into a very very bad groove of late. Yeah, but again, I'm not gonna harp on him too bad because every person goes through it and he really hasn't seen it like at all so far this year yeah so it is what it is this is Kutch's moment this happens to be at the time when you know reynolds and davis are in the lineup together and now it's yeah. just reynolds and davis <laughs> <laughs> and i was about to fly out to la personally to fight um bigford but it's okay hopefully mccutcheon's okay yeah um, yeah that too but i mean like even even when mccutcheon falls into a rut he's uh walking Yep. So he, he's still like finding ways to be valuable. But yeah, I think they said like he was like oh for his last eighteen or something like that going into the ninth. Like he's definitely not hitting the ball well. But that's okay. I mean, again, he's the least of our issues. Very much so. And like you said, he still had two walks today. A, a leadoff guy, he got on base twice. So he is struggling with the bat, but he's still, like you said, finding ways to get on base. Still at a one twenty three rate of runs created plus, right? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right anyways awful game but some excitement mixed in with it and it's over pirates still do have the ability to tie the series tomorrow so we'll find out if that happens and i will be on to talk about it so <laughs> i don't think i will be <laughs> good for you <laughs> you can go to bed there it is all right well then let's go to bed now We'll yeah. see everyone. Thanks for still tuning in tonight to watch and hear us talk about this game. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. And uh, bye. Let's go, Bucks. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can. Uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. 
Thank you, and let's go Bucks.